Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to season three of the Mystical Motherhood podcast. I have an amazing guest here with us today. Her name is Jo, and she's in a situation that we're going to talk about in full. Um, She's pregnant. She's about to have her third child, and she's trying to get out of a family situation that's really depleting her energy field and not allowing for her growth. Even though she's spiritually growing, the people around her aren't necessarily doing so. And so she's trying to find a way to balance karmic relationships, uh, issues with making people move out of her house to prepare for her baby, her career, and her children while she's going through the beginning of what you would call an awakening. And she doesn't even know that yet, but that's what's happening. So I'm going to do a healing and a reading with her. As you all know, you can write into mysticalmotherhood.com if you have any questions. My new book, Fertile, is available on Mystical Motherhood and... So is my original book, Mystical Motherhood. And if you want a session or know someone who needs help, reach out. So how are you doing today, Joe? It's been a busy day, but I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So when I read your energy field, it's inc- you're incredibly trapped. It would be like, it's almost like an egg-shaped feeling, but there's like, there's four walls around you and it's, you don't necessarily feel trapped. You walk around in this container, but, and so part of you sometimes knows that you're trapped, but then part of you just lives like that. And so you're like, you, it's like, you can't push your energy out. And obviously we, we can talk about your situation and, and how you're going to get out of this or what you, what you've been doing to change yourself. Another thing... I'm seeing is that because the, the you feel so trapped in your life and your energy feels trapped, you don't have any power. And so it's like, how can you command power? How can you command changes? How can you create such massive changes when you don't fe- when you feel powerless? Does this feel accurate when we say this to you? Yes. Okay. So tell me what's going on. That's really major. It's been a really intense week. It's it's line. You know, the eight eight is is a really big energy shift. And it's going to make all the issues, if issues aren't changed right now for people, they're going to crash by December in between these two. So it's like, if it's something doesn't change right now, it's going to get really intense then. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, everything's kind of coming up that's within you to be released. Do you feel that? Yeah. And December is when this baby is is, is expected to arrive. Good. So tell me what's going on in your life and then tell me since our last session, if you started to work on the meditations and if those changed you, just give us a little synopsis. Yeah. um, So what I can say what's going on presently is, you know, we've spoken about um, 
the involvement of my mother-in-law um, in our home, um, in, in, the, in our family and such. And this week is back to school week. Um, school starts back on Thursday for both of my kids. Both of them will be into two different, two different schools. And it's, it's kind of stressful. And unfortunately, or fortunately, um, my mother-in-law is going to be a big part of helping ensure that, you know, the kids get to and from where they need to. And I just feel like it's, uh, you know, we're trying to create these boundaries and such where to try to get ourselves removed from the situation or her removed from the situation, I'll say, but it just still lingers. Um, yeah. Your mother-in-law is going to try to create anything possible to make you feel that you need her and that she, she, it's like she wants to take over your children. And so part of you is like, is like you, part of you needs the help, but mm-hmm. part of you understands that this is like too much I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Is this correct? Mm-hmm. And that she's yes. almost taking over the role of the mother. Part of her is making up for her own, just so you understand her consciousness. Part of her is making up for her own inability to fa- properly, um, mother her own children at some point in their life. And so she's almost thinking that creating, um, like doing, she's overcompensating you and thinking that she's in, in her conscious mind, she judges you and she thinks she could do things better than you sometimes. Is this still true? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you feel that and it makes you feel powerless. And also she, It's like she she hooks you almost like the energetics of it is she takes fish hooks into each of you and goes into the things that you need and yeah. then it creates a massive codependency. Yeah. And this codependency with your mother-in-law goes back to your own mother. Like there's something that we're going to work with today of like I can see clearly with you is there has been many situations in your life where your power has been taken away. And this goes back generation after generation after generation of Mm -hmm. just powerless. And then because of that, people come in and hook into you and, 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 and this, it's like an energy vampire or something. There's actually a really good book by Christian Northrup that if anyone's reading about energy vampires and it's, you can get it on Kindle and how to handle them and what's going on and, and how they make you feel. It's almost like a gaslighting effect. Like you may say to them, um, no, this, this doesn't feel right for me. I don't want to do this. And they'll tell you all the reasons why, why, why you're wrong <laughs> and why they're right. And then they overstep you and you finally just give up and walk away. Does this happen with your mother-in-law? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so it makes you feel like you're crazy. Do you feel sometimes feel like, Oh my God, like I'm trying to tell her something. And it's like, I don't, I don't feel heard. I feel like I'm crazy. Is this true? Yeah, there was a situation a couple of weeks, maybe about a, a week or two after um, we last spoke involving the kids and I just lost my shit, excuse me, and um, I was just un- un- inconsolable. And she makes it, you feel like it's you, correct? That you're the crazy one, didn't she? Yeah, because, yeah. And, you know, I told you I'm really, I'm a real big stickler on my children's diet and, um, what she did was just to me, it was just like a blatant 
slap in the face disrespect McDonald's. Like I'll never feed my children McDonald's, but you make me feel like maybe because you don't think that there was something available for them, then you had to resort to McDonald's. What? She doesn't have any, she doesn't have any boundaries. She doesn't know the difference because she thinks just so you have her perspective. She thinks of them as her own children. And so, and, and this goes back into like almost, I don't even know, like a a lot of families are like this. Like I grew up like this. I had two Mm -hmm. grandmas that raised me because my mom needed help. You know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're a very competent woman. My mom really needed help, but you, you need help in other ways. Right. But, and you're a good mother, but what happens is like with group raising of families, it's like, it's almost like the old ways of doing things. But if the, if it's too confined and you're all living together and it's not even the way of America now. And so you're kind of like, you know, like it, it, it seems for you, it goes back generation after generation after generation as it did for my family, but I changed it. So I decided, no, I don't want to live close to people. And I, I created massive boundaries like a black sheep. But what yeah. we need to find out for your own thing is we know that you have this thing going on with your mother-in-law. So I want to, I want to look at the contract. So when you're doing spiritual work, we have to all look at the the contracts that we create with the people in our lives for the lessons that we need to learn. And your, this is a karmic thing for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, anybody who you need to have them help you, but that yet you don't want them to, there's some, that's a codependency. Do you know, like, it's like you want, you don't want her to, but you can't let go of her because you do need her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so for sure. And so she, she's never really going to change her way of being. So either you can fully accept who she is and that would come with your own acceptance of your own mother and own acceptance of your own father. And Mm -hmm. then when you come to your own acceptance and your own healing of your own family line, Mm -hmm. it's like, you just can't help but love everybody. I don't know how to explain that, but it took me eight years to finally be like, I accept them as they are. It takes so much work. And, you know, like I accept that. I'm not going to say words out loud, but there's a lot of things all the, all women and all mothers of, you know, maybe the dad doesn't help. Maybe the, you know, the, there's always a, the opposite of like nobody helps or they, you know what I'm saying? So we yeah. all have to, as women, if our children are happy and they're not getting hurt, we have to get past our own grievance if they're not getting hurt. So we have to look at it like this. Sometimes our children create the people in their life. Does this make sense? They have their own ability to create and manifest the, like their own stuff too. And so not only are you creating, so we're all creators of our own reality. And as much as we don't understand it, so your reality is based on your subconscious programming, which began when you were in the womb of your mother. So when you were in the womb of your mother, your mother felt powerless and she felt trapped. And as a result, in some ways of her life, does this feel true to you in some things of her life? Yeah, I can't, I can't say so much here um, recently, but definitely growing up. Yeah, not it could change, uh-huh. but it was your experience within yeah. her womb, and then you experienced your mother. Is this accurate? Mm-hmm. Of being a powerless woman who you know, does it just make sense? So what happens is yeah. even though you're becoming consciously aware, so what the, what what happens when we begin to awaken is we begin. I hate to say swear words, but we begin to be like, "What the f is going on?" 
And something just flips in us where we're just saying, we just, women, and it's going to happen to more and more women is where we're going to say, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with the situation. You may have accepted it for something like 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you start to awaken. And that's why awakening is so incredibly painful is because you're basically awakening to the fact that it's so up. You know, like that, the rea- that, and so that's why when like the Buddha talked about unconsciously suffering or does this make sense to you? Like yep. we weren't, so when we begin to awaken, we realize how much we've been suffering and we weren't even aware that we were having a bad time. We almost yeah. allowed the abuse for so long because we didn't know any better. Mm. Does this make sense mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. So tell me what you're feeling when I say this to you and how it's been for you. And we're going to go into your mother's womb and we're going to go into some parts of your childhood where you felt completely trapped, like you couldn't get out. <laughs> like your whole life, right? Sometimes? Yeah, uh, definitely growing up. Um, I had a, my stepfather was pretty verbally abusive um, towards me and my mother. And then to come to find out it uh, trickled down to my sister after I left when I was 17, I went to college and I was like, that's it. I came back home that um, summer after the first year and moved west. Yeah. And you thought you got away, right? So then yeah. that's what happens to us is we have these incredibly traumatic childhoods. And whether any of you are all listening, whether it's traumatic or it's not, even if it wasn't a traumatic you know, childhood, your consciousness could have... Um, so do you ever hear your children say, why are you yelling at me? And you're like, actually, I'm not yelling. I'm having a conversation with you. But to their consciousness, you're yelling. And mm-hmm. so they're programmed in that moment to saying mom's yelling, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether or not it's a really abusive or, or not so abusive, it can, it can program as whatever you're like, why does one daughter or one twin and then another twin have a completely different perception of their environment? And that's why I go into, into fertile. I talk about the perception of the environment. So yeah. you could be living in this because you're pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. So you could be living in this war zone. And any woman could be living in a war zone, but it's only your perception of the environment as what's creating the reality of that the child is experiencing. That's how crazily powerful you are. And that's what genetic engineering is. So all of this is happening. So I told you, like right now, you can't get out of it, right? We talked yeah. about this yeah. last time. The only thing you can do is raise your vibration and raise your frequency so much that you become so abundant, which I promise you works. If you do the work consistently and Kundalini will make you move so quickly, all these things from my books make you move so quickly. You just upgrade yourself and you literally, mm-hmm. the, either the people around you will change or they'll have to move away from you because your frequencies will not match. And the reason why your frequencies won't match is because your subconscious is getting cleared. So whatever's in your subconscious programming about your parents, about your mom, mm-hmm. and then the abuse of dad, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I saw last time. Um, mm-hmm. If you start to clean that out, and I told you to do the Jupiter chakra, you don't need to have that around you to teach you anymore. Does that make sense? Because you're going mm-hmm. to recreate, even if you don't. So like, let's say you have an abusive dad or an unavailable dad or whatever, you may, tr- you may be so confident that your husband is not like your dad, yeah. but in some way, manner, shape or form, 
you're creating the trauma of your dad somewhere in your auric field. It's amazing what we can do because we, so like, for example, I was very abused and I, I, I have been recognizing and over years and years of recognizing that I believe all men are monsters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is why I can heal it for other women is I've gone through the excavation. I mean, I've literally gutted myself out on the floor for eight years to be able to hold this container so that other women can do the same thing. And I came from atrocity, terrible experiences. And I, as a result of that, have a programming that all men are monsters. And even if they aren't, Mm -hmm. even if they're doing eight things out of 10, right, I'll focus on the two and I'll make them into a monster. And even, so let's say even with your mother. So that's what I mean by changing your uh, consciousness and as you're, so the, you could be creating, so you could have your, your husband be the good guy right now. Let's just say, let's just flip it on you. And this okay. is why we need to just flip it for the baby is your, that woman could be doing eight things that are good. And then there's two things that you don't like her to do. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you create her to be a monster because you're mm-hmm. always been trained that there's a monster around. How does it feel when we say this to you? It feels very accurate, very, very accurate. Isn't that amazing how amazing powerful we are? She is an amazing woman. Right. Definitely. So what we do is we get, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? Like you said, it's just those couple of things that just turn me all the way off. Um, Yeah. Right. She's a. And we don't know. So if we're going to flip it, we always have to flip things. So the most power you're going to have on this planet is when you're able to look at things with neutrality. Because Mm -hmm. we live on a polarity planet, there's always going to be the opposite. Always. Mm -hmm. So, And that's how we learn on this planet. So if we, in order to know what love is, I had to experience what love was not. In order to fully understand who, what a good man is, I had to experience what a good man wasn't. In order to be able to help women and fa- people create these really enlightened families, I had to go through a awful family a situation and then go into lovely family situations. But it's also my mind and my programming to constantly create monsters around me. Even mm-hmm. if they're not monsters, my subconscious will say to, say to the situation, nope, I'm going to have a monster around because I don't know any better. The little girl in me has not healed. And so what happens is when I have so many clients and myself included, every woman on this planet, where there's many of us that are living at the level of the teen, at the level of the wounded child. And and so we may be in a woman's body and functioning at the level of a woman, let's say um, 60 to 80% of the time, like holding down our shit, Right. You know, we do everything, right? But then there's 20% mm-hmm. where we're like that wounded little girl. So go back to that fight with her. You were crying in the corner and you're saying to her, why can't you hear me? Why mm-hmm. can't you hear me? Why can't you hear me? Right? That's what you were basically mm-hmm. saying when you were crying in that fight with her, correct? Mm-hmm. What you were really talking to is that man who abused you your whole life hmm. in some shape, matter, form. Also to your mother. Why can't you hear me, mom? You let him abuse me my whole life. So what you've gotten yourself now, now let's switch the situation and look at your childhood. When Mm -hmm. I read your childhood, you were in a situation that you had no control of and your mom didn't get, get you out. So basically 
your husbands become your mom. And this, so it's like you, you're repeating your childhood absolutely completely and you can't see it. And that's why it's driving you crazy. So this, so does this, this isn't, I blow, is I blowing you out, out of the water right now? Right. Yeah. Do you see it? Yeah. Because my mother, um, my sister and I speak and this, my stepfather, my stepfather is the father of my sister. So, um, you know, we, she said to me all the time, she was like, it's just so upsetting how mama kept you in such an effed up situation just because of financial. Same thing. So whoever's listening right now, Joe's in a situation where she's living with her children and her husband in the same apartment as her mother-in-law and her mother or her husband's sister. She grew up in a family that she was abused by her father and so stepfather and with her mother. So you, what's happening right now is it's a repeat of your childhood. Your your husband is your mother. Mm-hmm. And this your mother-in-law is in your mind's eye the abuser. And so you feel trapped. So you would probably as a little child go to your mother and say, mom, like, even if you couldn't, even if she never heard you, you would be screaming in your bedroom. Why is he here? What is going on? You have no control. I feel powerless. I'm stuck in this house. And so then yet look what has happened. You've recreated it. And so that's how, so if I can teach you how powerful your consciousness is right in that moment, you just had a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Do you feel this? Mm-hmm. This is yeah. going to take you a full three months to really understand what is what you are in. But the only way out of it, sweetie, is to heal the little girl that was abused. The only way out of it, and the only and the way, the reason why people don't heal the little girl that's abused is because it's so painful. Because there is so much more abuse than you ever would want to recognize. I know this. I've been there. It's so much pain. And a lot of us who have been abused, sexually abused, frightened, uh, this is a heavy, heavy, heavy burden to carry. And it's most of our planet. That's how sad it is. That's how much pain it is. But if you can change it for your generation, for this child, you can do anything anything. You're, you came to me, you found it. So the reason how she found me is she typed in mystical motherhood into podcasts. Who does that? Nobody. That's a weird word, (laughs) right? Because your baby, these little babies are wanting this information. They need the Kundalini. They're the baby's showing you what to do. So just, you're not a victim. Now you understand, Oh shit. My subconscious trauma recreated my reality in the present And anyone who's listening, if you look, the way to awakening is to look at all the bullshit in your life. If you have somebody in your life that you're mad at or you're working with, it's your, you're, you're all a mirror. It's all a hologram. It's all a hologram of your own consciousness. Every single relationship is a hologram of your personal consciousness on the path to evolution, to your greatest growth. Okay. Close your eyes. If you need to put the phone down, just go ahead and do that, okay? I'm going to hold your hand. I want you to I don't know what we're going to do, but they're going to tell me what to do next, okay? So I'm going to do, I'm in your bedroom. We're going to hold, hold my hand, and we're going to go up above. Are you, are you with me? Take a deep breath. 
I want you to see yourself floating up above the house, up above, up above all the houses, up above the land, up above the country, up above the earth, up into the blackness, up into the white, up into the white light. And imagine that we're in the seventh dimensional field. And I want you to just hold in this beautiful white light. And I want to see your, your, your body as it's in this area, what it looks like. Just hold that in your mind's eye. And we're going to look down at your mother's womb. And I'm going to ask you questions. And if you, you need to, if you don't know the answers, I want you to tap your third eye three times to help yourself remember, all right? Okay. So when you're looking down at your mother's womb, why did you choose your mother's womb? What's the first thing that came? What were the lessons you needed to learn from her? The first thing that comes to my mind is stability. So you or wanted love. to learn stability through your mother. Mm-hmm. But in order to learn stability, don't we have to sometimes learn what instability is? Right. And I want you to see, what did you feel like when you were in your mother's womb? What did that feel like to you? Scattered. What's the energy like? It just moves around. Is it, are you feeling trapped in there? Um, I would, I would say, um, really unsure, um, Uneasy. Okay. So then I want you to create a a glass container above your body right now, okay? So we're going to pull out the contract of of why you chose to work, you know, why you chose your mother. So you, you chose your mother to learn stability and to learn what uneasiness is and to learn almost anything else in this contract of your life. I mean, she taught you fierce independence, didn't she? No. You don't think so? No. Didn't she push you forward to get out of that house? No. So you think you did that? Yes. You don't think she had an effect on it? Mm-mm. Okay. So let's take this contract. Are you ready to let this contract go with your mom? Yes. Okay, so let it burn. So I want you to watch it burn. And anyone who's listening, if you want to release a contract with somebody... You use a purple flame, a purple, beautiful red purple flame, and just watch the contracts burn of the people that you are are with. Now I want you to go through some of the memories of of the abuse that you had and almost like the insanity of, of your mother choosing a man who was so unstable. And the fear your little girl had to go through her whole life. I want you to tap into that fear. It's in your heart. Mm-hmm. It, and the fear, it, it takes away your breath. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. So I want you to go into your house together. So we're going to walk into your house. You and I, as we're, gonna, we're, we're talking right now, but we're also up in the seventh dimensional plane. But the two of us are going to hold hands and we're going to walk into your childhood. Is it an apartment? Home. Yes? A house. A house. Okay, so we're going to walk into this house. I want you to unlock the doors. As, and we're going to go in and we're going to see the scene 
of you and your sister and this man. And tell me what you're seeing when we walk in there. A bunch of eggshells. <laughs> um, Everything's just, broken. It's just a bunch of eggshells. Just the tension. Just so much tension. So what do you see your little girl doing in this house? Putting her head down and just going to her safe place, to her room, just to stay away. And what is this man acting like? Um, you know, he's kind of being, looking, giving a condescending look. Um, just not, just not a pleasant look. Just like a. Mm. And what's the animal representation of this man? What animal would he be if he was an animal? I, I just see like just snares, just like a like a snarling. Snaring. Now, if you need to tap your eyes three times, did he have an entity on him? Yes or no? Okay. One, two, three. Did this man have an entity or a negative spirit on him? Yes or no? Oh, I definitely believe so. How many do you see? How many? How many can you count? What's the first number? Three. Me too. Okay. Now, do we want to release these negative spirits from this man or do we want to just confine him so that you don't need to attract these um, people that have entities on them anymore? So what happens is when we grow up with um, individuals that have entities on them or, um, or negative spirits, we tend to attract them throughout our whole life in different forms and other people. Does this feel accurate to you when we say this? Mm-hmm. So... Do you want to do you want to work on releasing his entities or do you want just the light of God to come in to help him? Um, I'd like to release them because I can say that here in the past four or five years or so, he's really become very soft towards me. And I, I feel like he's become aware of the treatment that or how he was towards me and is really trying to have somewhat of a decent relationship with me and okay so let's protect ourselves okay we're going to ask the holy spirit to come in and always use a symbol when we're when you're working so my symbol is always the dove do you have see a symbol in front of you you see a cross okay so you're going to put that symbol on your heart and we're going to ask our holy spirit to protect our space and we're still in your family home and we're going to walk you're going to go behind him and I'm going to go in front of him and we're going to ask that these three entities be released into the highest for the good of all of humanity, for the benefit of all beings, now and forever. And I want you to see this vortex opening up to the almighty sky into the seventh dimensional plane because entities are, there's not, they're not bad. They just, it's all God. So just allow this man to be freed of these entities that he actually experienced from being abused as himself as a child. Do you see this? Mm, I can just allow it from the back and just put your hand up through his body and have him release these entities out through his mouth. Now we're just going to clear the space of your family home and bring Bring, bring whiteness and beauty and love into this family home. I'm seeing flowers rising up like a garden. And in order for us to move forward, if we're highly abused as a child, the little child that was abused needs to be rescued. And the people that were the abusers have to have some sort of a consequence for their action. Your subconscious will always recreate them some way in, in the present. 
So your mom is there. So let's rescue your mom. She's super scared. She's nervous. She's shivering. She was raising. So you have to also recognize as you're looking at your mom, what's your, the true age of your mother when she was raising you? What age do you hear? 28. I hear 14. Mm-hmm. So when you look at her, what's the age of her actual in her soul? And it's usually the age that the trauma happened to the woman or the person. So we get trapped at our level of trauma on many different level or different. So what happens when we're recreating our traumas in our life, we're actually recreating from that age and we're responding in our consciousness from the level of the trauma. So we're responding from as, so the other day when you were yelling at your mother-in-law, it's because the little girl and you was scared and yelling at your mom or at the guy. You got you get trapped in the trauma. You get re-triggered. You have to realize that there's a form of PTSD going on. Do you agree with me when I when we say this? Yes. And so what happens is you recreate the PTSD around you in all in all forms. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I, I say that fourteen. That's me. Oh, I, so the fourteen year old is you. Yeah. And then what? What when you look at your mom in your house? How old do you see your mother being? Just young. Just. Even younger than 14, maybe? Mm, I can't say. Just just a young... She's just so innocent. She doesn't know what she's doing, and she's trapped. Do you see your mother trapped? Yeah. And do you see how you, what you're feeling now is trapped? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So both of you now, you as the adult, walk over to your mother, engage with her, and say, I'm done learning the lesson of being trapped from you. Thank you for teaching me this. Thank you for teaching me instability so I can learn what stability is. Can you mm. give her that kind of love and mm-hmm. light now? Yes, yes. And what does she do? How does she respond to you? She's just crying. And you hold her, right? Because she, mm-hmm. you're stronger than she ever was. Do you see mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Now hold her in your arms because she's a little girl. You're actually older than your mother. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. And so let's let's... Let's ask two angels and our mother Mary to come in and bring your mother out. So we're going to ask her. She's going to get rescued from this house, okay? Because we've released the demons. And where are we going to send your mother? She needs to get help, right? Where are we going to send yeah. her? Because she, she doesn't know how to mother. So she should go to parenting school. Should she, um, does she need therapy? What does your mother need to heal? She needs self-help. She needs to... Is there a center she can go to that you can think of? She she needs some type of just spiritual help. She I don't And how long do you want her to get this help for? How many months? 6. Okay, minimum, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to send her off and we're going to have Mother Mary come and take her away. So she's getting um her, the help she needs right now to grow mm-hmm. into the woman that she needs to become. And we're going to bless her because she taught you so many lessons. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to go over to your stepfather and we're going to recognize that your stepfather had three entities in him. So at no mm-hmm. point in your life were you actually speaking to a human being. Mm-hmm. You were speaking to entities at all times. Does this feel accurate when we say this to you? Yeah. And that's a very scary thing, right? Yeah, it is. So now that these entities are released from this man, he's, he's a lot quieter. He, he doesn't really know who he is anymore, right? Do you see that? Yeah. 
So now where does he need to go? Does he need to go to jail for the atrocities he's done? Does he need to um, go to parenting school? Does he need to work with the angels? What do you think he needs to do to have some sort of... um, He needs to have his karmic payback for what happened, correct? Yeah, he needs to go to parenting school. He needs to go... He needs to work with the angels. He needs to... um, He was also a military veteran. I feel like he has some... He was? For so sure. he has PTSD, correct? Yeah, I, I, I 100% believe so. So you have PTSD and he had PTSD, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can bond with him about that in your present day, right? So let's send him off. He needs years of help. So we're going to have Archangel Michael come in and he's going to walk him out to get help. Now we're going to go over to your little girl and your little sister, Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pick them up and, and we're going to look at them. We're going to look at their wounds. I want you to look at their spiritual bodies. And I want you to see this little girl around age seven or something and your little sister. If you really take off their body, they're full and full and full of bruises. And what is happening in your current life is these bruises are still in you, Joe. Mm-hmm. So these, this little girl, the bruises and the blood and the pain and the, and the, it's the step, you know, the level of stabbing in the throat and the, do you see all those? Yeah. And then, and now how, I, I think she almost needs to be taken care of. She needs to be midwifed back into health. Don't you think? The little girl? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone who's listening, you all have to have a place your little girl goes to, to be healed. And it has to be a house, it can be a room, it can be with the angels, but you have to provide all the things the little girl needs to heal. Was that, you know, it, all the things you never had. So stability, which you came in to learn stability from your mom, but you, what did I, did I, what did I mention right at the beginning of this, of this, our obsession is you have to learn the opposite to learn what it is. Yeah. So we thank your mom for showing us what the biggest instability could possibly be. And we honor that she taught us that, and we honor that that was our contract with her, but we're done learning what instability is, and we're ready to have some major stability in our lives. Right. Right? Yes. And so let's pick up these little girls, your sister included, and we're going to carry them out, the two of us. And if you have any tears that need to come out, I need you to cry them right now, because it's, this is what we're mm-hmm. doing right now is, is a redesigning of your consciousness. And just honor the amount that is. And now if we're walking out of this house, do you need to burn this house down? Do you need to um, allow the angels go to clean this house? What do you need to have done to this house where so many abuses happen to you? It just needs to be burned. Okay, so let's watch it burn with the purple flame of St. Germain. And we're going to watch your little girl is able to stand now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to watch every single part of this part of your house burning. And let me know when it's done burning. Do you feel the energy rising? Yes. Okay, now tell me when it's done and you'll see just a white light there. Okay, it's done. And done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to allow the rain to come down, the wind to come and wash away the, the rain, and then everything just soaks back into the earth. So we've mm-hmm. cleared the space of this part of your consciousness. Now we're going to take these little girls and where do you need your little girl to go so she feels safe and comfortable and she 
this will be the place that in your meditations, you're going to actually walk into this house or into this wherever you keep her and you're going to constantly take care of her in your consciousness. The only way to heal is to do this. So what does it look like to you? Um, a kitchen. <laughs> it's got lots of good food, huh? Yeah, just a kitchen that's just fresh and white and clean and country, yeah, clean you know, like that. That's what I'm seeing. And green, yeah. Yes, like really, really warm. Yeah. And is there an adult there or anybody to be with her? Does she have friends? What else does she need? I see my grandmother. Okay. And, it's, and your grandmother's full of love, right? Oh, yeah. So let's just have your grandmother go. Now, what does your little girl do? She runs over to your grandmother and just allow this grandmother. We're going to give the grandmother the gift of, of, of herbary, herbs. And so she's going to become the cap- She's going to have the capability of bringing earth or what's the word healing you back into proper health. Mm-hmm. And so she's can use ancient herbs and she can use smoke and she can use, um, mantras and that ancient art of healing. And so she's just going to allow her to physically see all the bruises that this child had to take all these years. And she's going to help raise you into the woman you are today. Does that feel comfortable to you? Yes. So then you can always go back to this home in your meditations and you're going to check on the little girl constantly. This will now be the home and you can re- you can add brooms on, you can add friends and it's as real as real can be. But if you don't do this, the little girl doesn't heal. Mm. Now, let's leave the little girls there and they're happy, right? We can walk out the door? Yes. Okay. So now let's go back into our seventh dimensional plane. Now let's, let's call in your mother-in-law now. Now let's see. And let's call in your, um, your husband. And I want you to tell me. How these now I want you to see from this clearer perspective of your consciousness how you've recreated your childhood. You see it? Yeah. And so what do you do you want to have your mother-in-law be gone or do you want to heal yourself inside that you can accept the love of that any love your mother-in-law can provide you? Do you or do you think you need some time to think about how you want to restructure your life? I think it's a combination. Okay, so what does she need to hear? So we're going to create a circle, and and we're all going to talk. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to ask that your mother-in-law, we're going to actually tell your consciousness that we no longer need your mother-in-law to be be, um, the monster or Mm -hmm. recreate the reality of your father. Does this feel true? Mm -hmm. Yes. But we don't really want to recreate him anymore. And, and in any entities that she has on her, we're going to allow that the, um, the Holy Spirit will just move in and touch your mother-in-law's heart. And I want you to just see any, any black energy from the mother-in-law that's taking over that her, her split personality of when she gets controlling and when she tries to make you mad. Those are kind of like little, I guess you'd call them like black fairies, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that are just like do little things to, to, to tick you off. You see that? Mm-hmm. It's like almost a split personality of hers. So we're mm-hmm. just going to ask that those sabotagers within your mother-in-law, there's a couple of them, that they're released for the highest good of all. 
And then what does she say when we ask to release these sabotages in her? Does she say yes to this? Yeah, she's saying thank you. Yeah, because you know what? When you start to release your whole family, everybody gets uplifted, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the two of us, since we're so powerful, you're going to go to the back and I'm going to go to the front of your mother-in-law and we're going to just lift these sabotagers out of her. And I want you to see this black energy that's the form of a black snake. And we're going to have it dissolve into the white light of this heavenly, godly force in the seventh dimensional planes. And all the ascended masters are here and they're watching this dissolving. And doesn't she just shake and just let her, just, I see her shaking, let her watch her shake it off, shake it off, shake it off and just protect yourself. And allow it to be burned, any residue of that to protect your own field, and how she relaxes into being who she wants to be when it's gone. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, because your mother had these sabotagers on her, he she also has a noose on her on her husband on her son's neck. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take that off, sweetie? Yes. Okay, so you're going to go over and take that off, and you're going to say, my husband and I are growing. We're not teenagers, and we're both going to choose to grow up. Now, I want you to take, if you need to take a chainsaw or whatever you need to do to cut this thing off his nets, and then Mm -hmm. tell me when it's done. I want you to burn it in the fire. And then I want you to sit in front of your husband and I want you to see what true age he's caught at. What's his true age? If you need to tap your third eye three times, you'll have the answer. The age of 12. Yeah, I heard 13. Perfect. Um, You're very good. So... What's happening is the reason why your mother-in-law has been called in as a helper is because you, uh, because of your trauma, are wavering in between different ages. And he is really the age of 13. And so what's happening is because you guys are not grown up into your full maturity, both of you, you're raising your children at these ages of trauma. Mm. And then you're calling in as much as you don't even realize it, not only because of your own subconscious trauma, but you're calling in these other people to help you take care of your children because of this, you're caught at this age. Does this feel accurate to you when we say this to you? Yes. So in real life, you're going to have to kind of awaken your, your husband to this and to the fact that it's good for him to work through his own trauma. And if he needs to work with me, we can do that. And I also have a partner he can work with as a male. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you both need to recognize there's and anyone who's listening, this is real. And uh, most people are parenting from the level of their traumas. And so if you had multiple traumas throughout your whole life, you could have multiple ages you parent from. So seven, nine, 12, 15. And at any moment in time, your children aren't going to know who's going to be there. Does this feel true to you? Sometimes mommy can be crying. Sometimes mommy can be angry. Sometimes mommy can be frustrated. Those aren't necessarily different parts of mommies. Those are the little parts of mommies that never were healed and she cannot handle the present. Do you see this? Mm -hmm. Because you're living from a level of PTSD. And so I want you to look at your husband right now and... If you want to make it together, I need you to have a conversation with him and say to him, I'm ready to grow up. 
Are you ready to grow up with me? And what does he say to you when you ask him this? Yes, he says, yes, hell yes. So then I want you to both stand up like you're going to get married. And I want you to fully see yourself walking into your adult bodies. Like it's almost like the children, all the children within you from all these different lines begin to gather themselves up and they all converge into one adult body. And we're going to allow the space for the next six months before this very holy child that's going to come through you to be born that you're going to say, okay, I have six months. I recognize I have major trauma, but I now have the skills and deep understanding of this that I never had before. And so this child I will create and raise in a different manner. Do you, do you, do you agree mm-hmm. with this now? Yes, yes. And so when you... If you begin to allow and know that your mother-in-law has been called in because of these other reasons we've spoken about, but also because you both are growing up, you he's stuck at 13 and you're stuck at these levels of these traumas. Once you get through this, and if you can help him to get through this, then you will be adults and you will no longer need her to be living in the home, nor will you be recreating your past through her. Does this mm-hmm. feel true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's... Let's see the two of you growing up into adults, and I want you to see the future of taking care of your children from the level of the adult. How does that feel to you? That's great. Okay. Yeah. So we're just going to send this this message deeply into the higher part and higher activation of your husband's um, higher self. And I want you to see the two of your, both of your higher selves begin to communicate with each other in these higher realms so that you're, you're bonded in the spiritual marriage because you're going to have three kids together and you love him. Yes. And you're going to say, and you're going to just see your mother-in-law slowly not needing, because there's a part of you that's mad at your mother-in-law because you need her help. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she's helping you because you need her help. Do you see the, do you see both sides of the story? Yes. Okay. So. Now we're going to spill, what's the symbol of this? Um, we just did a very big working. What's the symbol to, to seal our working and close this? What, what's your symbol? I just see a um, circular. A circle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's use that symbol. And I'm going to walk over. And you and I are going to hold hands, and we're going to drop down into the seventh dimensional plane. We're going to drop down into the blackness together. We're going to drop down into the stars together, down, 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 up above your houses, up above your current house or apartment, and into your bedroom. And just just look at your body and expand your aura out now so you don't feel so trapped. And go ahead and sit up and look at me. The reason why you feel so trapped, Joe, is because you weren't even aware that all of this was happening. And this session is going to, it's, it's, it's going to create a um, ability for you to see better and see more clearly. And so rather than projecting out all your, all of these things are true about your mother-in-law for sure. But the more you project that she's the monster, the more that the more you project that she's these things, the more she's going to do this to you. Yeah. The more you're going to create that she is. So the part of you, this all could be true. All those, you know, if the worst thing my mom ever did was buy my kids McDonald's, I'd be like, hell yeah. But you know, like, like in reality, like it's, it's your need to control. And so what happens is when we feel out of control, this is with, I talk about this a lot in fertile and a lot of mystical motherhood. When we feel out of control, we try to control everything around us. 
Mm-hmm. And this often comes in the way of, of working out. It comes in the way of throwing up our food. It comes in the way of not eating our food. It comes in the way, you know, like all women have all kinds of things. And control is the number one issue with fertility and with pregnancy and with not meeting God. The fastest way to meet God is to let go of all your need to control. And so what happens is that it really didn't matter about McDonald's. That had nothing to do with it. What really mattered is your little girl felt out of control. And your little girl is still so wounded by what happened to you when you were a child, understandably. But that woman in your house had nothing to do with it. And so what you've got to do is this is what awakening is. It's looking at you. It's looking at, oh my God, I'm creating this because of my own wounds. I'm making her into a monster. And if you don't heal yourself, it doesn't matter if she gets out of the house, you'll create your husband into a monster. You'll create your children into a monster. You'll create your best friend into a monster because you don't know any better because everyone's always hurt you. And so the PTSD and the war zone that you lived in is recreated in your reality no matter what because your little girl hasn't healed. This is powerful. I mean, are you you just like blown away because your eyes are like crazy right now? And that's beautiful. So it's so amazing. Now you know. And it's like Maya Angelou's quote, until you know better, you can't do better. Right? And so you're going to have a major, major, major release over the next couple of weeks. And I need you to reach out to me if you are freaking out, okay? Because what you're going to see is all the little wounded parts of you, this little girl, you need to hold her. And you need to, and it's almost like allow, if you could just, let's, let's flip the paradigm. Let's say to this mother-in-law, rather than getting mad at her about all these things, feel what it's like for her to take care of you and mother you. Do you know what I'm saying? You were never mothered. And so you don't know what it's like to be held. And so you're going to fight back anyone who comes in to mother you because you're so effing mad at your own mom. You're so mad at her. And you're so mad at him. And so anybody who comes in to try to help you, it's going to, you're going to say, fuck off. Mm. Because your, your little girl's so hurt. And mm. that's normal. But just know that. Just say, oh my God. Allow myself to be mothered. Mother myself. And the only way you're going to be a good mother is until you're able to do so. Yeah. But you have to, so that... The meditation I gave you, the Jupiter chakra meditation, you need to do that 33 minutes a day. That's Mm -hmm. for trauma. Okay, you had major trauma. Your little girl went through major trauma. I want you to start a diary. Okay? And I need you to start, and I'll try to, I'm going to find you some questions on on PTSD. And and so you can understand that that you're going to recreate as a war zone until you heal this. And so start to flip it and just say, okay, I'm with my mother-in-law. Maybe I'm creating her into a monster. Recognize that your husband's at the cot at the age of 13 because of his own traumas and begin to tap into that with him and say, you know what? We're the reason why our, your mother-in-law's here is because we're both her children trying to raise children. And this is our reality. This is the world. You're not the you're not alone. Everyone who's listening, if you think you're above this, I promise you I can find your child. Because anytime you have a trauma at any age, you're caught there. 
until you heal it, you're caught and it controls you and it controls your behavior. So those times, so I want you to begin to diary about all the ways you can let go of, because what you're doing with her is if she tries to help you, she does anything wrong. She could do eight things right. She'll do two things wrong, and it could be as silly as a McDonald's thing. And she could be, she's thinking in her mind, screw you. I just did eight things right. Screw you. I'm helping raising your kids, right? And so it is a karmic thing. It is, it is crappy. It is this really weird entanglement, but it's because of your consciousness and the trauma you went mm-hmm. through. And so try to look at those good eight things about her. And then you're going to bring those things out and she's going to do more of those things and know that when she does those things that are wrong, like the McDonald's, know that's the little girl that wants control over the situation. Yeah. How are you feeling? Blown away? Yeah. Yes. Do you have any questions for me? I love you. Do you feel the love? I do. I do. So much. I love you so much. You're so loved. And you have to remember that your mother is God. Your mother is the goddess. And you need to remember that's who your mom and dad are. When you start, when I began to tap into these higher realms, guess who became my parents? God. And I don't Mm -hmm. say that like a weirdo. Like I am mothered by the goddess Isis. She is my mother. She takes care of me. When I, when she came to me and asked me to write fertile, she took over my life and I had to look at all the ways I was hurt and all the ways I created my own pain because my little girls were so hurt. Okay. The Sophia code book is going to help you rise above this. This it's called the Sophia code. If anyone's listening to you have to to buy this book. It's going to activate you in ways you cannot imagine and buy the hardcover and then go home to the goddess because this is how we're all going to rise. You're not alone. I have people writing me in from all over the world that are going through the same thing. You are not alone. We're all learning how to mother ourselves because we didn't know what mothering was. And this is what mystical motherhood's all about. And you're doing this for the baby. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Yes. So now is. let's, now let's let go of control. Let's say, okay, you know what? For six months, like I said last time to you, for six months, I am going to allow this woman to mother me. And as much as I, and I'm going to see all the ways that this woman triggers my own mother and my own father. And I'm just going to see it in myself rather than project it onto her. And you can create, create a diary every night, all the ways you get mad at her. But it's really you, and then say, and then connect it back to your own mom and to your own stepdad. Okay? That's your homework. Continue. If you can do the Jupiter Shocker for 33 minutes a day, you'll change your whole life for a full year or two years or three years. Um, Listen to the mantras I've been telling you to listen to, the Kundalini mantras. All of this is in my book, Mystical Motherhood, if you're listening. And if your partner... So I, I have a partner and we've worked through this stuff and he's a very powerful man and a healer. And if your partner would like to talk to my partner as a man, mm-hmm. I'd like to offer that to you. Okay. He's, he's, and he's going to get it because he's done the work. And so or we could do a group session together. All right. Mm-hmm. I'd like, I'd like you to be able to have that as an offering and, 
And so that you know that he can see, oh, shit, like, and he, you know, like. Yeah, because I remember in our last conversation, um, we we talked about the codependency with him. And I came up with the age of 12 for him. Right. And I, I saw, and, and I I saw 12 sure, and you saw 13 today or whatever. And I wasn't sure exactly. You asked me, well, what was going on with him at that age? And so I asked him. And he and I had a general idea, but I just wasn't sure. And it was at that age, she wasn't around. She was she was working. She was trying to provide provide for her family. So he was raising himself um, because she was out trying to get money to pay, you know, to to raise her kids. And and I feel like exactly what she said, like. Now she's trying to compensate for that time period where she wasn't there for him physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so now here at 35, here she is. Mm-hmm. And so what also happened at that age for him is that mom never had enough. And mom was taking care of kids without uh, another man around. And so he didn't get the man template. Well, he was her, he was there, but he was... Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. He wasn't. He was there. I hate to speak ill. He just passed not too long ago, but he was there. Um, but he could have probably most likely he should have shown up more differently. I'll say. And, but yes. you have to also realize all these generations didn't know any better. Yeah. Your mom didn't know any better. My mom didn't know any better. But what happened to your partner is what I'm reading is he was programmed with scarcity. And so because your mom didn't, there was not enough, he's always thinking there's not enough, there's not enough, there's not enough. So he holds the belief system, there's not enough. And so then financially, there's not enough. Do you see this? All of this stuff goes back to the womb and then, and mm-hmm. then it gets, so in the womb, there wasn't enough either. For your, for your partner, and then it just gets magnified as you grow. Yeah, she didn't even know she was pregnant with him until way far along. And so how bad does he want her around now? If mom didn't know you, you know, like, you got to think. So this is awakening. It's like awakening is seeing. It's like when I had my kundalini opening, it was like I was walking in a, like, it's like the Matrix, like how, you're, how he walks down the street. You rewatch The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Rent The Matrix tonight, okay? And you're going to start to see, oh, my gosh, I'm going to wake up. And what happens is it goes like you're, you're walking down in the street, and then all of a sudden you're uplifted onto 10 buildings, and you can see the patterns. And you can see how, oh, well, this person did this something to this, and this is how the karma flows. And this is why people get incarnated and incarnated onto this planet, is because they can't see why they're in a relationship with this person or why they're even recreating that. or And they feel trapped, like what you're feeling, trapped and out of control of their environment. And what awakening is, is looking at all the pain, looking at all this stuff and saying, okay, I'm ready to unwind. And it may take 10 years, it may take 10 lifetimes, but until you start, it's pain. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's going to be equal pain staying in it 
and being unconscious or going through it. And it's the same with meditation. People are like, I don't have time to meditate. It doesn't feel good. It's like, okay, well, you could feel like crap or you could do this. You choose. They're both, they're both a decision. Just make a decision and stick with it. And it's like, if you want to upgrade yourself and you want to uplift yourself and you want to get out of this bullshit, you have to do the inner work. The only way to move the outer world is from the inside. It's the only way. I did not create my life or anything like it from anything but inside of me. I came from the same way you grew up. I can tell you stories, horrific stories. And I'm now, I'm financially independent. I have two kids. I've healed myself. I'm in a really loving relationship. I've traveled the world. I've written two books. I only did it because I went into my pain. Mm -hmm. So I can help you to do the same. Okay? So you're going to write me with any questions. Anybody who's listening, this is the work. And this is what we all have to do on a massive scale. And it's for these children that are coming in. And I know that mystical motherhood is going to begin to spread like wildfire. And my new book, Fertile, is um, out on Amazon. And if you've read it, I'd like you to please leave a review for it. And if you're listening to this podcast, please leave a review for the podcast that it helps other women to find it. If you have any questions or you want to find Mystical Motherhood, I wrote it or or I wrote um, my second book, Fertile, under my name, Pritam Atma, my spiritual name, and it can be found on mysticalmotherhood.com. Thank you so much.